Back here on the happy hour, 93.7, the ticket, the ticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez. Clary are with you today. As always, we are jo- joined on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline by Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity. Aaron, how's it going? Good. Uh, we're just, you know, I don't know why Nebraska weather surprises me, but it's cold again. Like, I thought it was, like, going to be warm for a while, but it's cold again. Like, it's not November. <laughs> exactly. I, I walked out this morning in just a long sleeve shirt, and I thought, man, it was 75 yesterday morning, and now it's not, and I was I was freezing cold. Right. Exactly. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to kind of hit on all the sports here uh, as we go along. But let's let's start with football first. I mean, Nebraska's coming off of a bye week. They are uh, facing a Wisconsin team that is really playing well as of late. Braylon Allen, the 17 year old running back, is kind of their their guy now with with a couple running backs leaving the program. What, what do you just expect to see from Nebraska this Saturday going up to Camp Randall, which isn't an easy place to play by any means, and Nebraska's without their whole offensive staff, it feels like. Yeah, the thing that like these last two games, especially with Wisconsin and Iowa, is these are these are two teams that want to run it right at you. I mean, Nebraska's defense, I, I feel like a broken record at this point, but this this Nebraska defense has been tested at all phases of its game throughout the season. But this Wisconsin Iowa back to back weeks, only six days apart, is definitely going to test this defense because I would argue that these are two teams that are are going to want to run it more than really any team that Nebraska has face this season now that's not to say other teams haven't but when you think of a true tried and true big 10 team and what those lines do wisconsin iowa come to mind especially wisconsin so i mean it's going to be it's going to be a challenge for the defense but then when you switch to the other side and think that this is an offensive line that has lost their coach in the last you know week and a half um is having to fight for um really you know there's no postseason to fight for now so it's really pride I know uh, I keep switching between offense and defense, but using what Ben Stilley said from a defense perspective, but it it, it is rel- it relates across the entire team is that you know if you basically don't think that winning one or both of these games and taking momentum in the off season isn't a big thing, then you're crazy because momentum momentum matters. So there's. There's a lot going. There's a lot still on the line, I'd say, for these these players and their coaches. And it might not maybe feel like it when you think, well, there's no postseason to play for at this point. But again, Wisconsin and Iowa are going to be two teams that are are going to challenge Nebraska, especially up front. Now, I got to preface this by saying the loss of JoJo Doman hurts, you know, with his injury and him uh, not being able to play for these last two games for Nebraska, but. I think with with the way that Wisconsin and Iowa like to play in more of a physical style, more more running right at you, and his probably strength being his speed, his athleticism, being able to cover the passes, and, and these two teams not really looking to pass all that much, do you expect to see uh, more, more of the bigger-bodied linebackers on the outside for these next two games? Yeah, it's actually it was funny that you you bring that up because we were kind of talking about this a little bit following Tuesday's practice because we're we were talking about all the different like you know when you look at Isaac Gifford um, specifically I understand he's not who you're asking about and not doesn't fit that my point with him is we're talking about him in that nickelback spot and kind of like what Nebraska can line up different things it can do with its its linebackers and where they can place them. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see them, depending on, I definitely think it's going to be dependent on what the looks that a Wisconsin or Iowa gives you. But if 
you know, I don't know if that's necessarily a terrible idea to, you know, put some bigger guys on the outside, put some of those bigger linebackers out there just to kind of help you uh, prevent, well, the best way for me to say it is like limit the damage because that's the thing that these types of teams do is they're going to just run it at you until there's a hole or until something breaks down. So if you can help kind of take some of that pressure off of the defensive line, I don't know why you wouldn't. But, again, it really depends, I guess, on what Wisconsin and Iowa ultimately roll out against Nebraska. But you're right. I, I don't think either of these teams are going to suddenly switch to pass-first type, like pass-heavy teams. So, it, it'll, you know, uh, Schnander just got put on the Broyles Award nomination list. So we'll see how, I guess, he adapts and adjusts knowing that uh, these, are, these are two teams that are going to challenge this defense in a way that they maybe haven't to date yet. We're talking to Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity here on the Happy Hour. Uh, Aaron, now going to the offensive side of the ball, how do you expect it to look any different than it has the, previously this season? I mean, Scott Frost is still going to be the guy kind of running the show there. What do you expect the offense to look like? And, and who's who's in the running back room behind Ramir Johnson now that um, Sevion's gone and, and you mm-hmm. never knew to begin with? Yeah, great, great question. Um, <laughs> the answer is, uh, I, I mean, I know Scott Frost said for these final few games that he's he's not doing everything alone. He's brought people in, obviously, that have experience that can help out and have kind of essentially elevated them for these last two games. We know, obviously, Ron Brown is helping with running backs, but I'm going to go, I'm going to assume that it's going to still fall entirely on Frost to call this offense. Like, I don't see why it wouldn't. It, it, why, why, I guess, change what you've been doing? Um, Scout agrees. She's in the background just shaking around. She's agreeing. Um, he, I, I think, you know, he definitely is going to have to make some adjustments going forward after the season when he talks about hiring an offensive coordinator that will do the play calling and allow him to step back. I don't think that necessarily, obviously, will change for these two games. As far as what this offense looks like, I'm 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 not sure because I think you know I, I think against Wisconsin Iowa I I'm I'm sort of I'm sort of at a loss for I guess in a perfect world you'd want to run the ball at them um, that that's that's how these these Big Ten teams and in, in like essentially cold games, you want to run the ball at them. But again, it goes back to that: can that offensive line hold anything? Can they create those opportunities? And then you start to think about: can Adrian then make those passes, especially when you get into the red zone, knowing that red zone passing has been such a uh, more of a miss than a hit this season. So, I, you know, honestly, at this point, if you're Nebraska, you have nothing to lose. Go, go wild. Go wild with your offense. Get get wild with your trick plays. Have have some fun because why not? We're speaking why to Aaron Swanson of Hale Varsity. That that last part right there kind of gets into what I was going to ask you. I'm not saying that the that the coaches that were let go were holding anybody back or anything like that. But do you think in these last two games that you'll be able to see more of the more of the wide receivers that are kind of buried on the depth chart or the or the running backs that we haven't been able to see for the past couple of games? And maybe Frost does go wild and get some more people involved. Uh, not only for the future, but maybe to see uh, what he has and and if they can get something going for these last two games. I don't see why not. I think this is one of those times where like you're really playing with nothing to lose, sincerely. And I don't even know. I, I feel like that should have been the case even if the, the coaches had been retained. You're playing with nothing to lose. I don't think that will like, obviously 
change when it comes to like the quarterback situation. I don't think people can expect to necessarily see Logan or Heinrich or, you know, anything really different there. I, I think Adrian pending, you know, as long as he stays fully stays healthier, as healthy as he is right now, um, knowing that that seems to be an ever changing uh, definition when we hear he's, he's healthy ish. Um, but I mean, I don't see why you don't, especially at running back, you know, there's been so much inconsistency at running back through this season. Why not just spread it around and kind of see what you have, uh, see what maybe was there that you were not privy to. I understand that they've talked about that from a point of view of like, well, you know, this person wasn't consistent in practice or they didn't blah, 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 blah. blah. I, I, I hear it. But again, when you're playing for nothing, when you're playing with nothing to lose, why not? Why not just let it go and just see what happens? One last uh, football question before we move to Husker women's basketball, which is quite exciting to talk about right now. Uh, Looking at a little bit of a bigger picture, what do you think the timetable is for Scott Frost to find an offensive coordinator? Because he mentioned last week that that's really the the, he needs to get that hire first before he worries about the rest of the guys um, filling the positions. Do you have a timetable or an idea of a timetable of, of when he will make that decision? Yeah, you know, Greg Smith and I have talked a little bit about this, especially in terms of recruiting, because I think recruiting gives us a timeline. Knowing that a lot of those other those other positions on the team, like those open positions are not going to be necessarily filled until the offensive coordinator piece is in place, I think that has to be nearly immediate. We obviously know that, like, the coach that you want is not going to be available until the season ends. So I assume that those conversations won't even begin until post Iowa, but knowing that that offensive coordinator may be with a team that has postseason um, hopes and that could change the timeline. So if you can't get somebody in right away post Iowa, knowing that that's the point where people can go in home and start to um, talk to recruits, uh, you know, you'd be able to at that point say like, here's who we're bringing in, what they can do for you. Recruiting is going to is going to hit a bit of a lull there because people are going to go if you can't have them in place. Well, I don't want I don't want to do anything. I don't want to like commit to something until I'm sure. So I think then your secondary your your original signing day in February becomes the day, and you just have to have somebody uh, essentially in place. I'd say no later than the first of the year, but that feels like a really like that feels like a long timeline. I think the sooner the better. But I, I mean. Asking somebody to be in place as quickly after Iowa probably, you know, is going to be hard knowing other people's schedules. But I think it has to happen in December. And depending on when in December that hire is made, um, I think that will change the direction of the recruiting class and whether you see more players hop on board for the early signing period or then if they wait until the more traditional signing day. But I it, it, like I said, it completely depends on who he's after and what their postseason opportunities are with the team that they're with right now. And that's that's the moving piece of this is what is that person doing right now? We're speaking to Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity here. Uh, moving on to Husker women's basketball, obviously they found some pretty good offensive success through these first three games. Amy Williams wants to play strong defense and shoot a lot of threes as well. That's kind of her forte. Why has this Husker women's basketball team been able to find so much success through their first three games? Yeah, well, first and foremost, I I tweeted about this, and it was important. This is a team not counting its exhibition game that has outscored its opponents 298 to 130. I mean, this is a – this is – you're right. This team is, like, putting on a clinic when it comes to its offense. Um, You know – 
there's some there have been some pieces of the game where I know like you were saying like Amy Williams wants to see better defense from her team. The one thing that I will say that this team has done well is adjust. And I think that has been the big success point for the Nebraska women's basketball team so far is when one area of their game starts to go cold, they start to adjust elsewhere. And that has helped them in these wins where, all right, our outside shooting, you know, so it is not going well. That's what happened against Alabama A&M. And so then they adjusted and, you know, made the, made the necessary adjustments to keep their game going, to keep that game um, in control. So, I mean, I think this year has been fun to watch. Just they have a lot, they have a lot of talent on this team. I mean, obviously Sam Haiti um, is a great leader of this team, um, but you have, Isabel Bourne. I mean, I could sit Bella Cravens. Like, I could just sit here and go down, like, their Shelly. I mean, I just like sitting here looking at their roster. They have a lot of talent. And I, I think this Creighton game is going to be a great test for them as they kind of continue to figure out how to adjust when they hit adversity. And that adjustment could be huge, especially once they get into Big Ten play. One last one before we let you go. Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity with us today. Um, I have to switch it back to football because I forgot to ask your prediction. How, how do you think Saturday unfolds up in Madison? Well, okay. I want to combine these two because I have to say one thing about women's basketball right now for anyone listening because there was some, mis- there was some misunderstanding with my tweet yesterday. I am not in any way saying, like, don't cheer for men or only cheer for women. I was saying if you are a fan of Nebraska basketball, make sure you bring that energy tonight for the women. They have not defeated Creighton in five years. I think the last time they defeated Creighton was the 2015 season. But this is a team that really could. Uh, Creighton, Creighton is a great team too. But I think that this is a chance. So, like for people who are like, "What do I have to do Wednesday night?" You should be watching Nebraska women's basketball take on Creighton because I think this could be a really good game. As for this weekend with football, um, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see Nebraska just a little more loose because at this point, like we we're talking about, like you you're playing with nothing to lose. So like when you sometimes have that like pressure off of your back where you're not having to sort of like, you know, like it, it's the talk had been like playing for postseason, playing for postseason, um, playing for your coach, playing for this. Like there's so much like pressure and I'm not saying that like that pressure shouldn't have been there, but now that the pressure is essentially gone, you're playing just, you're playing to get a win over rivals like Wisconsin and Iowa. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see Nebraska just let it, let it loose and have hopefully have some fun as a result. But with that said, Wisconsin and Iowa are not going to make this easy on Nebraska. I still wouldn't be surprised if they don't get a win over at least one of them who I'm taking my money on right now. I'm not a hundred percent positive, but again, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next, two weeks, Nebraska, a week and a half. Nebraska doesn't walk away from one of these two games with a win. Which I think Husker fans would be okay with since Scott Frost has not been able to to knock off either Wisconsin or Iowa in his time here in Nebraska. Right? Enjoy the enjoy the game against Creighton tonight and enjoy the, the game on Saturday against Wisconsin. Yes, of course. I'll be traveling up there. Madison is a great town, so... Awesome. That is Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity um, joining us every Wednesday. Let's take our final time out. We'll uh, finish things up on a Wednesday up on the happy hour next.